Okay, coming back We're into back. your eardrums. Yep, pancreation <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> 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 it's like, what is he doing? <laughs> what the? He's back. He's uh, he's ma- yeah, he's making uh, he's making toy weapon sounds with his mouth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Quick pan- math. <laughs> Quick math. I'm back. Quick math. Was here last time and I'm back again. He's back again, but back episode thirty. I'm Pocholo Cruz. This is. Scott, usually the co-host, but today I'm the guest. Again, McDonald. Mm-hmm. The date is January 20th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess some fights just happened yesterday, didn't they? Did some fights happen yeah, yesterday? Into, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Main event, uh, yeah. it was UFC Fight Night. First okay. fight on U- ESPN? ESPN. Yeah, on ESPN. Yeah. Yep, yep. Dillashaw versus Cejudo, and Cejudo fucking won. Mm-hmm. Not and just dude, one. <laughs> Dominated, dominated 35 second finish yes tko yeah and i just gotta say something man i'm gonna be very opinionated okay say it scott you know i'm usually not opinionated i mean i know you're usually <laughs> not but i guess we'll, we'll we'll change up the script here yeah i could not be more upset about tj dillashaw's attitude about the <laughs> yeah loss. about the loss yeah. i wasn't shocked but it just yeah. like speaks so much to who about he, his character who he is his character yes. and who he is as a person he yes. just said you know Suhudo didn't beat me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't lose to him. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it sucks to. And he's just saying he hit, all he said was he hit me with a right hand, and it's like I don't know if he'd forgotten because he got bludgeoned, but yeah. Um, he said it was an early stoppage. He was still working. The ref asked if he's okay, and he said I'm fine. And he mm-hmm. said he was still working on a takedown, and that just didn't. It didn't seem like he had anything secured when no. he was down. Um, and then Dana White backed him and said that. He had thought it was an early stoppage, and I'm just, it's just, just it's just salty Dana, it's, man. It's well, like, and it, it, yeah, it salty Dana, yeah. and then Dillashaw, and then too. salty like, Dillashaw, yeah. I've lost, but I've yeah. lost in amateur fights, I've yeah. lost in like grappling yeah. matches, and you know, I've had days in the gym where I've right. lost, and you know, I'm last thing I do is make fucking excuses. Losing, losing, losing happens. happens, yeah. And yes. I don't know what he was expecting because I feel like if they let it go, he would have just taken a whole bunch of unnecessary he damage. Just, he would have just gone out, that, 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 that's it, like, yeah. The, the, you know. As a you know, as a competitor myself, I know exactly. Like, yeah, you you're gonna want to be every chance you know to win, right? But you also have to realize that there are times when things don't go your way, and yeah, and in defeat, it really shows. Like, it really shows your true your true. He didn't even go there. over and shake yeah. Cejudo's hand. He yeah. leaned up against the cage the whole time and yeah. then just made a whole bunch of it like was, excuses. It was very childish. It's exactly super like, childish, it's exactly and it's like how a child would react. And it's like compare that reaction to like DJ's reaction to the yeah. champion, and you can appreciate mm-hmm. him more as a high level athlete and world champion because mm-hmm. it's not just about yeah. the title; it's about yeah. how you act. And so, like, exactly, yeah, I was or even like other ass asshole characters, you know, that we know, like uh, like 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 McGregor. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. McGregor. But you know, yeah. I feel like. I didn't hear a lot of excuses from McGregor after Khabib trumped him. No. Well, there's no excuses really to give. Yeah, or, he, like, or when Nate beat him. Too. He's like, he got yeah. me. Yeah. And, and if you watch Conor yeah. after the Nate fight, he's yeah. really fucking humble but yeah. still hungry. Yeah. Dillashaw, yeah, it's exactly. like... Dillashaw was like a so child. So like, okay, yeah. if there was any yeah. doubt that yeah. you were like hitting yeah. your teammates after the bell or having yeah. temper tantrums, now yeah. like that's all been yeah. removed. Exactly. Because of how you conducted without yourself. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, without there. a shadow of a doubt. It's yeah. like... And I don't know what he was thinking because I think they would have been more upset if the ref let it go. Yes. Because Cejudo was what, hitting. What, what, what's that ref supposed to do? 
right? Apparently, just let Apparently him let, die. Let him die. <laughs> if he dies, if he, he dies, dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah, that's why they need to put Mazagati. <laughs> they should have had Mazagati ref that shit. Because Dillash- <laughs> Mazagati's eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah, and then it, and then it's just like uh, DJ DJ had said. It's like you know. I vote for chaos because it's yes. like now that because now, now they're in yeah. a conundrum. The UFC was gonna liquidate. They once wanted one. to take out flyweight. No, and, and Cejudo said, "Fuck you." Yeah, it's not happening because think about it. What they've essentially done is that they've put now the the bantamweight title reign. Can you really say like he's the champ? Like what? So That's goes, the risk of those yeah, fights. Exactly. Exactly. Because like what? Dillashaw gonna defend his bantamweight belt now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I wait. I just saw you get your ass kicked. And here's the yeah. other thing I want to yeah. just discuss too with you is yeah. a lot of people are making claims that it was the weight cut that mm-hmm. the weight cut impacted him. And mm-hmm. but what this fight? Um, and, and maybe that. And maybe that's. Maybe there's some truth there, mm-hmm. but that first counter that Dillashaw threw on Cejudo, where he missed and then got shoved, that was quick. I didn't see like that as super slow. I feel no. like he overextended himself, yeah. and then that's why he got pushed. It wasn't like he was so fatigued. It's kind of a it's kind of drained. a trademark, really. Of well, it's what happens from uh, I think what Dillashaw since he's always you know switching stances, but he switches stances in such quick fashion. Mm-hmm. It's you you know how it is when you do a switch step. You're off balance for a key moment. I felt like Cejudo shoved him right <laughs> as he got. He said, "Oh, you're gonna switch he, now?" Yeah. No, no, because he because he switched stance while in range. Yeah. And then you, as you know, if you switch stance while in range and you get like slightly, yeah, it doesn't. You're, take go- a lot. you're going down. And like, see who getting pretty good show, well, dude. Even people <laughs> stepping yeah. forward, like yeah. in sparring, like sometimes I get sweeps and guys yeah. can be on balance coming forward slightly and yeah. just that movement, boom. Yeah. Exactly. Depending on how they step, boom, they're gone. And so, yeah. I and now it's going around. Oh, can he beat him at thirty-five? And for me, right now, I think the answer is I'd, yes. I say yes. I say yes. Yes. Because that yeah. was just one side of Cejudo's game. Yeah. One side, you exactly. know what I mean? And it was just and striking. To be fair, a really a side of his game that's not really seen. Like, because you know, the only other guy that he's knocked out has been Wilson Hayes. And yeah, then, and but his range yeah. control yeah. is great. And yeah, how good is fucking DJ? <laughs> right? How great is DJ if that's what Cejudo did to Dillashaw? And I know mm-hmm. it's don't do MMA math, but I remember yeah. DJ told me, you know, because there was all those rumors going around that DJ was scared. And I remember talking to DJ one on one. I didn't even bring it up, but he's like, "Look, man, I'm not scared of TJ Dillashaw. It's not about that. It's about much more." Yeah. And um, this is just a th- a fan theory. I think it. it Probably came down to the sanctity of the 125-pound division. Yeah. Because, the, you know, DJ and Matt, those guys are in it. And they, mm-hmm. they get information. They know what's going on. They're making assessments. And they probably heard that, that they were going to close it. So if DJ had gone up, gone up, and let's say he did lose, yeah, then how many other people's careers at stake then at that point? How yeah. many people from 125 can go and compete at 135 is a good question to think about. Because maybe it wouldn't be that damning. But still, it's like, you're going to take out a whole roster yeah exactly and then plus also the fact that it was coming amidst you know dj attempting to you know attempting to break the title the title right and then yeah i mean people could say oh he was scared about you know the way like no it's just like fuck what, no that you're, you're only afforded a, a certain amount, number of fights and right? for this one yeah which is a challenge which, you have to compensate yeah yeah, how much did Cejudo get paid? I don't know, but probably not enough. That's why he's asking for more money. That's the, yeah, and he did scream that after he the screamed fight. more more money. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, 
Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it is chaos. A ton of respect for Cejudo. Hilarious. Cejudo yeah. is corny and oh. cringe. Oh but... yeah, Cejudo to me is just like Tito Ortiz can complete a sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, I'm gonna take the head off of the snake, and he's just slamming that like <laughs> fucking stuffed snake at the yeah. lanes, and everyone's like, when is it gonna end? What is it yeah, exactly. It's like that one awkward, you know, school presentation with the guy, and everyone's just kind of cringing. Kind of, yeah, like, I hope this, I hope yeah. this is over soon. This too, you're yeah. just closing your eyes and meditating. <laughs> this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Yeah, but yeah. fuck, dude. I mean, that yeah. was. He was so quick, so explosive. His range control was. Yeah, the range control, the comfort in the striking, and also not not being dazzled. I think. By, no, he was like, "I'm coming, I'm coming shot. right at you." Yeah, and you know what? DJ would have done the same fucking thing. Yeah, probably would have slept him, stunned him a whole bunch, and mm-hmm. then like, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Dillashaw. I mean, he. We could go backwards yeah. and like I said, all the yeah. things I said prior, but like screaming no, and Garbrandt's no, face exactly, after like, knocking him out. And, yeah, like you know. I can I can respect the work that Dillashaw does, but I oh, don't. Yeah. But I don't. But I don't like respect like his like the. I guess the extracurricular, the actions, and just also like what he like, or exactly the way he's portrayed himself as a person. Yeah, he yeah. bullies the probably a bully. Yeah, I mean if you go back and collect some data or do some like fucking uh, yeah. qualitative research yeah. and like yeah. interview people that this guy's been around, it's probably yeah. the same trend. I'm just gonna say no, no, exactly, and that's really all. I mean, yeah, you could say oh maybe those are some bias reports. They're all coming, you know, from his former team, Alpha Male. Yeah, but that's kind of like the same. If everyone's saying around the the same the same a spade story. is a spade yeah. is a spade, you know, and and mm-hmm. so yeah, I just. Don't feel sorry for him. I, I mean, there's a lot of ways he could have handled that loss. And I talk a lot of shit about him and Dwayne. I mean, it's yeah. a wonderful relationship in terms of martial art, martial arts. And it's good to have someone, like, guide you and teach you and invest in you. That's a really good feeling. But then I just was... The hype was becoming a little bit too much. Like, oh, my bang skills, ninja skills. Do yeah. the ninja. Yeah, we're yeah. doing ninja training, grasshopper. And I was just like, yeah, please, someone end this. <laughs> It's just too much. I don't. It's not a style I can vibe with. Really, it's mm-hmm. like, and that's because I'm Matt Hume trained. I'm like, you know, you do your work, you stay silent, you let the work show. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do all this extra sh- fluffy shit. Don't do it. Just, you know, what I'm saying meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Do your damn thing. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there were some other you know eye catching fights in that, like in doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I, I'm thinking of Greg Hardy, bro. Yeah. Oh well, that's God. not doing the damn thing. That's, that's yeah. That's doing, not, the, cowboy, doing the damn wrong thing. Yeah. I'm about cowboy. Cerrone did yeah. the damn thing. Hernandez, yeah. bro. It's like yeah. it's funny because I I really really respect Cowboy because during that press conference he's like, man, you know I don't do a whole lot of talking. Like I'll yeah. talk if you talk. We're gonna fight, buddy. Like we're gonna fight yeah. on Saturday, and then Hernandez is like, "Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, send him back to the yeah. the ranch, yeah, his, with a, his pop gun." Yeah. I was like, Good God. I know, I know. Hernandez is talking like exactly like what you expect an '80s like an '80s douche villain to talk like. You know, yeah, he's the about? '80s bad guy. He's, he's the '80s bad guy. He's like Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah. I, I saw. I, I didn't see. I didn't come up with that. Like I saw like on Twitter, like or someone like. Uh, Hernandez looking like the asshole older brother of every. Of, of, yeah, he's of, like fucking. Uh, of every he's like 80s Derek character. from Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah. You look like you want to punch me in the face. Well, fucking do it, asshole. And guess what? Cerrone <laughs> did it. <laughs> he punched that motherfucker out the treehouse. <laughs> he did. Yeah, bro. 
<laughs> don't touch his drum set, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Put you, you right in the face, dude. <laughs> He's like, I haven't had a carb in years. That's what that dude's ass look yeah. like. Motherfucker, yeah. I'm out here eating mad carbs. Yeah. And Cerrone oh. probably had a beer like two days before the fight. And it's just, it's going to be what it's going to be, dude. Yeah. Like... Oh yeah, but no, that, but that 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 was a very satisfying like fight fight to see just knowing it and also seeing how it the went strategy down, like, behind that. it, which is yeah. like I felt like what they did is they were like you know they were gonna they just had Donald engage him mm-hmm. in the boxing yeah and then minimal kicks yeah because if you get so trained on just exchanging mm-hmm. in one aspect of martial arts you forget yeah. when it switches yeah and that's Cowboy's been doing that a lot lately in his performances his yeah. hands 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 hands. Then here comes this right yeah. high kick or left high kick or body kick, right? Plus, he was really dissuading the level change too with his knees. Oh yeah, like, I felt oh like I felt like God. early on he was like just in, like getting those intercepting. Oh. He was just making him wary of those knees because notice like he took him down after he rocked him, but then he didn't really get any like any shot after that. And shout out yeah. who you know worked with Cowboy on his grappling throughout his career because mm-hmm. his level changes and timing is fucking. It's there. Mm-hmm. And I liked how he took him down in the first round and he was looking for the sub. And he's a finisher, dude. Yeah. You got to respect Cerrone's game. Yeah, no, and like talking about meat and potatoes fighter. I mean, that's what Cowboy Cerrone like is. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, he's an athlete, but it's not like his athleticism essentially is like what, what he's coasting on. No. Like from there. It's mainly, it's, it's the skills. It's the savviness. It's just, he's just a veteran. He's an adrenaline junkie, dude. And there's a couple videos out there where he describes his anxiety before a fight. Mm -hmm. And that is identical to how I felt. It's just like Mm -hmm. a complete mind fuck. I'm a wreck before fights. Until I get in there. Yeah. But I remember remember going through that. And that's why I have the respect for him. That respect for him. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. that's the real fucking lesson is feeling that way. And then just going forward anyway. Yeah. You know. Another fight that stood out to me was uh, was Gregor Galepsi against oh against yeah I know God. I was like damn just like just nonstop like when you like when you Tim told say, me Tim's like yeah. Scott watch this guy he's a machine yeah. I'm like okay yeah. you know well, I no, trust when people t- say like embrace the grind they go like you know they kind of do but I think Gregor Galepsi doesn't just embrace. Gregor Gillespie he is the grind. the grind. They're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, embrace the grind. And then like Gillespie comes out <laughs> like, and they hug him. They're like, now yeah. I understand the grind. Yeah, the yeah. grind. The grind was right grind. Yeah, that was. And that he's was, at one fifty five. He's at one fifty five. Yeah, him and Khabib, dude. Yeah, and that's the thing because with Gillespie, like, he is not. I mean, he's really he's not that big as far as lightweight, and yeah. that's why. Um, like you, um, I forget, but they mentioned it during like his weight class, like when he was wrestling, it was, was 152. So it's not, it's not that big, like of, of a change And for collegiate wrestling, you weigh in day of. So pretty yeah. much he weighs like, I would guess he probably weighs around 155. Like just, just walk, just walking around. But he is just like, I don't know if you've seen his other fights, but he fights like guys who are like comically bigger than him, but he just like grinds him down it's like a very it's like a very not quite like frankie edgar because frankie's you know more movement like stuff like that but yeah he just like he just wears him out with, with, with attrition and attrition pressure and just just going for it i and love it yeah i love a, that type of style and when yeah. guys are good at it it's it's marvelous to watch as a yeah. former fighter mm-hmm. and as a you know uh, martial arts fan period because he yeah I was telling Tim last night too. I was like, "Dude, I'd rather be knocked out than deal with that. I'd rather be <laughs> well, knocked no, out." I mean, you could see like in Madero's face. It's like, especially like even like in that first round, he really like I I 
done. I've done nothing. What? Yeah. What yeah. do I do? Yeah. This guy's all over yeah. me. And then like when someone has you in mount like that, and they're just like they're posturing, and like their fucking stomach and chest are like blocking mm-hmm. your mouth mm-hmm. and nose. It's ugh. Yeah. It sucks. It just is not fun at all. Mm-hmm. You know. And he, he's dominant, and I think he's gonna. Tim said it, but you know, I'll say it too. I think he's gonna be a world champion. But. Yeah. Habib, that, that Habib, though. You got to deal with Habib. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Habib yeah. time. That's a. Yeah. I don't think it'd be. It might be just a really exciting fight because they'll just go think go for broke on the feet and then yeah. a lot of good exchanges, scrambles, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a good. Do we know what Gillespie's submission game is like? I'm assuming it's yeah, good. he's yeah he's finished like uh he didn't finish Madaris, but he's finished. Let's see. So he's on a five fight or a six fight winning streak, I think now, and he's finished four of them with submissions. Yeah, he's pretty aggressive with submissions, but then guys will. Um, uh, I think typically he's gotten. Oh, I think he got uh, like an arm triangle, like typical, like typical pressure. Kinda yeah, submission wise. But yeah. Yeah, Tim told me after his fights, he just shuts his phone off for like a month and is just fishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I hope it's not a whole month because it's like, when well, they got another fight for you? To do. It's like they're, they're like, like, no, can you? They're like, in? send the pigeon. <laughs> Title it like Ghost Dog. Yeah, Title yeah. or, or he, the Carrier it. Pigeon. Yeah. Or like, put that message while he ca- he catches it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you have a fight yeah. against Habib for the title. He's like, mm, good. <laughs> Cast out. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. No, I appreciate yeah. guys who work like that, and you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> speaking of guys that were actually that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Greg Hardy fought. Yeah, Greg Hardy fought that night. Oh god! <laughs> oh man, yeah. we're talking about I think kind of the opposite of that. Like we're talk- talking about the opposite of, in terms of like you know Don Cerrone and Gregor Gillespie. I mean, let's say like Greg Hardy is an athlete, and that's what he's used to. He didn't look like on, it, right? He didn't yeah. look like an athlete. He looked like an athlete. For he's a powerful. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's then it's powerful gone. in terms of, yeah. like, he's swinging, yeah. but I'm just like, yeah. I... Nothing. I don't have a comment about him, mm-hmm. really. I'm not... It's a freak show. Mm-hmm. It's a freak show. That's freak what shows was. Attract, attract they viewers. Do. They do. Yeah. yeah that's, they do. Uh, that, that's why people... That's why people have freak shows like that. Yep. And I don't even want to really discuss him on our... On our podcast, really. I mean, you can add your thoughts. I just have no... <laughs> No opinion. No. Gonna gonna take a knee on that. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm taking knee, coach. <laughs> I'll sit this one out. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we'll go back. So we'll go back to your story, Scott. Mm. So last last we left Scott McDonald's mm. on his path. He had he had just taken he well he had taken a two year break, and then mm-hmm. was coming back to fight. Uh, I believe Tyler Thompson. Yeah, was the fellow. Okay. Yeah. So let's. Um, I just have to say this. Yeah, yeah what do you I feel say? like DJ yeah. orchestrated that fight. Oh, you feel like DJ orchestrated that fight? Okay, how, how so? Well, I could be wrong, but I feel like he talked to Brian Johnson and mm-hmm. was like, hey, you know, I want Scott to fight Tyler. Because when I first started coming back, DJ was talking to me about him. Mm-hmm. He was undefeated. Uh, he was another, like, um, 135-er. Another guy, like, nobody had beat this guy, and his wrestling was good i did for me it was beyond it, his mma wrestling was beyond decent like he yeah frustrated a lot of guys he had submitted a lot of guys but he was also like kind of protected by the 
By promotions. Um, by promotions. Yes. And so you, what Brian Johnson does is, I mean, they level the playing field. I yeah. mean, they're going to match you with someone who's going to test someone you. Someone who's going to test you. Yeah. Brian organizes great cards, you know. And yeah. Genesis did the same thing. Axe yeah. does the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, DJ was like. quality promotion should do. Yeah. Because DJ yeah. meant, brought him up way, way before the fight. Yeah. When you just started coming back and yeah, just, and just so, training. Yeah, yeah. I had been training and then. Matt told me, he's like, yeah, Brian Johnson wants to have you on mm-hmm. his card. Because I had gone down and sparred at Brian's okay. a couple times when I returned with, like, Harrison Bevins and stuff. And, yeah. You know. And uh, Brian had always wanted me on one of his... I, I'd been on one of Brian's cards, but he liked to have me fight. And so, yeah, they matched me up with Tyler Thompson. And that was my return MMA fight from a two-year break, man. Okay. So how was, um, so how was the preparation? I love feeling for it. Like, was it... Dude, like, I, shot, just I had, coming back from it. Yeah. yeah, and I developed a really great training relationship with Joel Ridzak, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Ben Wada, DJ occasionally, Bibiano Fernandez would be in there, Karos, mm-hmm. of course. Karos was a guy who like, man, really believed in me, really believed in my potential, helped me, pushed me. Mm-hmm. He's always a bigger guy I could test my skills on, and um, I don't know if you and I trained together. A whole lot did we like i think when I, ben yeah, was around I, yeah, you I, were I in the there. circle too for yeah. sure so you as yeah. well um, i think pat was there with pat us. yeah what the fuck yeah was, <laughs> i was like you gotta walk me through it pat <laughs> yeah. runez dude yeah, man pat yeah lauren he got up that band with me yeah pat main pat was my main guy yeah. yeah and taught me all sorts of tricks about wrestling and transitions and i still you know shout out to pat for helping yeah. my wrestling develop yeah we were supposed to have pat on the day but he had this reschedule for two weeks okay like cool that. yeah so we're weeks. not gonna let him uh we're not, flake on that commitment. <laughs> we're not letting you off the hook pat. Push bandwidth man <laughs> yeah. but no dude it was uh great and um before i came back i was doing a ton of wrestling at bellerman yes um, high school high school in Tacoma. yeah like the coach there dude yeah. uh dave i forget his last name but he would just have me come in and work with his um wrestlers high school wrestlers yeah and he would just look at me and he'd walk up to me he'd be like mcdonald you he's like you're telling me you didn't wrestle in high school i was like no coach i didn't he's like it's a goddamn shame (laughs) it's a goddamn shame yeah on those guys man the bellerman wrestling team those guys helped me out a ton like Mm -hmm. pushed me Mm -hmm. made me uncomfortable you know i would go down that i would go and run stairs i was fucking crazy i would go and run do stairs oh you don't need to tell me that yeah Yeah. run stairs shout out to jesse i would run stairs yeah and then go and do wrestling practice with these guys. So I'd be fatigued when I showed up. And they would just put me in all sorts of uncomfortable positions. Headlocks. Running the pipe on me. And I did that for the summer before I came back. And yeah. I was ready. Balance was good. So it was just about sharpening the stand-up. And that's what I did the, in the six-week camp. Yeah. We so so physically, you're feeling pretty good. But how? so mentally, like, do you feel like you were, I mean, just dealing... I'm glad you're asking yeah. this. Because... It was the hurdle was ring rust, dude. I was mm-hmm. just like, fuck, I've been gone for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a question of whether I wanted to do it. It was just like, do I still have it? Yes. Do I still have the ability? That question's looming in your looming mind. Looming in my head. Yeah. Like, I was, and it, it's a bitch training for fights and working. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So, mm-hmm. I, that was the stress. I was like, damn, am I just doing too much right now? Training's going great, mm-hmm. but, um, it's been a while, man. Well, that, that's the thing that's unsaid about about stress is that 
any any kind of stress is gonna is gonna take its toll on you. And, yeah, and that's what like you said about working, like working a working nine a to five, nine to five regular like regular job that takes its toll. Like a lot of people don't even realize that, but that's why a lot of people work nine to five and are just exhausted. My cut, yeah, yeah, my cut was empty, dude. In yeah. retail, is it's a particular type of just you know stress. It's mm-hmm. like you have to be on because mm-hmm. you you're always being measured and observed and critiqued because you got to sell these fucking products like yes no no sort of social necessity with what i was fucking selling but like that's the retail and uh so there was that i remember like fucking so how are you you bouncing that well dude i had to i had a squad bro i had you i had ben and i had joel Mm -hmm. and i and pat and so when i had to work i would call those guys and i'd organize it so they could give me rounds before i had to go work Mm -hmm. because i'd usually work like either 12 to six mm-hmm. or it would be like in some great cases two thirty to eight because my boss was a wrestler yeah and he loved that i fought so he would make sure i could train but sometimes the schedule didn't allow yeah, that didn't so allow i would call that. the guys yeah. or text them the night before be here and they would give me rounds yeah shower yeah. get in the fucking car sore as shit and you're just like now i gotta go sell shit but the vo- like fight club has a famous quote about this like when you fight, the volume gets turned down on everything else. That could not be more true it's, in it's my very, case. Yeah. So then I'm dealing with some wealthy, privileged mm-hmm. asshole in Bellevue who's like, these headphones are inferior to my, uh, mm-hmm. to the Beats or to whatever other products out there. And I'm just sitting there like, mm-hmm. I could not care less. I'm just going to fucking help you and I'm not going to fight with you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. Yes. Um, but it wasn't easy and... Yeah, had to pay the bills, man. And fighting at that point wasn't paying the bills. So, mm-hmm. the work life balance. That work life balance. The work yeah. work balance in my yeah. case. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck, man. Yeah, but anyway, so you're able to physically and mentally get yourself through the camp, right? And then how did um, so how did the fight go? Or I guess how did so I guess let's let's take it back. So how was uh the weight cut? Or? Yeah. How 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 was you know cutting? Because you, you hadn't cut weight in a while, right? Yeah, dude. But, I don't know how I did I was walking around like 150, and that was okay. like me dieting, and I was yeah. like, I can't fucking get lower than this. I was like, what's okay. going on? Yeah. Were you kind of... That, that wasn't a problem before. Yeah. I could get down to like 145. It was a cleaner cut, but yeah. I had been doing a lot of lifting, too, before mm-hmm. I came back, and yeah. wrestling, and I had all this muscle. Yeah. Also just growing. Growing, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I looked fucking yeah. huge in that fight against that guy. Yeah. And so it was hard to cut. Um, I did it though. I remember Carol's asking me the week of. He's like, Scott, what's your weight at? I was like, I don't fucking know. And I was like, I should probably check. <laughs> and I step on the scale and I'm like 155, and I'm like, shit. So then I just yeah. cut back on uh, sodium and mm-hmm. uh, was eating just. Ugh, it was so bad that week. I was just eating like these mini salads, like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it was a Safeway salad and the yeah. shitty ass dressing. And I was like, just dying. But I floated down to 150 and then uh, went to the YMCA um, with Joel. Cut. Yeah. Um, he drove me to the weigh-ins. <laughs> it's funny ass story. I remember that. Yeah, the, the, the Navy SEALs story. Oh, no, but that was our mentality. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. we're fucking Navy SEALs, bro, yeah. and this is the target. That's the only way me and Joel thought about it. It was like, this yeah. guy's a target. He's just yeah. a body. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Never, you know... You can't get wrapped up in the um, opponent. You got to kind of know the know the terrain, know what's going on, know the possibility. Mm-hmm. What are they bringing to the table? And then after that, it's literally 
you know, I'm shutting off my mind. I'm yeah. just going to compete against you and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. I don't really give a fuck about too much else. So we yeah. went down and stepped on the scale, 135. Um, oh, it was just a – it was actually a good cut, but I was really tired. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but, you know, was it tired? Was it just like – was like a well, I guess it could be a physical tired too, but was it like – It was mental. mental. I was just mentally yeah, tired. Was mentally tired. And, um, I obviously yeah. had the, the day off, but I stepped on the scale and then – I want it because <laughs> you were just thinking about oh am I am I making weight am I making yeah weight? and I was just like, starving and I'll never yeah. forget this we go to um, Joel takes me and my brother so Colin to we go to Tacoma Mall we go to Chipotle yeah and I just got a big ass burrito yes and I ate it super fast mm-hmm. remember DJ had told me back in the day like you got to eat slow yes you're gonna shock your system yes so I ate a whole bunch of yeah. food and then I was like. I just wanted to do something to get my mind off the anxiety. I was like, man, I need a hoodie. So we're walking around. Um, I bought this hoodie and then I'm in the dressing room and I'm like, oh shit, I'm fucking sick. Yeah. I got super sick and then I told Joel, I was like, dude, we got to go. He's like, okay. So we're driving and everything had, this is how crazy and neurotic I was. Everything had gone perfect. Yeah. I had a perfect camp. Yeah. Uh, Anxiety was super high, but like. I was about hitting all those marks. Yeah. So we're driving back though. Yeah. And I, I tell Joel, I'm like, pull over, pull over. I got I got to bomb it. And he's like, what yeah. the fuck? And we're on yeah. a freeway and he pulls off into the medium. I'm just like, oh, all oh, this fucking Chipotle just yeah. comes out. And I was like, fuck. And then I just viewed it as a loss. I was like, damn, I wasn't disciplined. I ate that too fast. Yeah. I'm not focused. And it's just yeah. like ner- neurosis really. Yes. And Joel wasn't tripping. He's like, "Well, you didn't throw up in my car, so shout out to you." <laughs> I get, I get yeah. back to the yeah. um, house, and I, I called DJ because I was yeah. freaking. I was like, "Man, I ate too much. I threw up." Mm-hmm. And I was just obsessing. He's like, "Whoa, well, fuck! You just ate too much." He's like, "Just yeah. drink something. Let your stomach relax." And he's like, "Dude, just go in there and do what you're gonna do." And I was like, "Fuck! Thank God for DJ. Yeah, guy's awesome." So right. then went to bed, woke up, and this is like when I was I had. Man, I had so much anxiety, bro. Yes. Because of how the time I had off. And I was really religious and superstitious during this time. Yes. And so I just... I know, I remember you at this time. Yeah, I couldn't... But I also know I can feel anxiety. And then you you were always good. Like, like Yeah. Like, you, the closer you, you, we got... You, you could just tell it's like... it's Dude. You're, you're, you're like that... Because Trevor was thing. still coaching. Yes. And I came... I remember I came <laughs> into the gym. Yeah. And he looks at me. And this is before the weight cut. And I'm just like not talking to anybody i'm just like fucking standoffish and trevor walks up to me he's like you're ready yeah he's like you're there yeah not worried about you he said that to me not worried about you at all scott and anyway the day of i like got up and um so let me just give like a i believe in spiritual experiences i don't believe in a god okay but i believe like we're spiritual beings and there's Mm -hmm. profound experiences we have that just stay with us okay you know and those should be shared um it is kind of a phenomenon. I'm not sitting here saying I saw anything or but there was a shift in how I felt emotionally and there was a shift in where I was at mentally after I did this. So like mm-hmm. I was super panicked in the morning and I was just ate a breakfast and I was like, I can't sit still. So right. this is morning of your fight. Morning of my fight. So okay. I drove to a church that I used to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to their middle school. I went to private middle school as I said earlier. Oh private middle school at that at that that was the the church or Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Holy Rosary. Holy okay. So they had the they have a big church and it's just like filled with all these like statues and it's like a relic really right okay so i go in there to the mass and i'm like sitting there and i'm just like 
looking around. There's all these really creepy statues of Jesus and shit. white Jesus. But yeah, I'm sitting in the pew. You know, white Swedish tennis player Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting in the pew, and like I look to my right, and there's all these like you know people who live in the street. I just see them, and mm-hmm. I'm just like watching them. Like they get down on the. Uh, you can kneel. I forget what the thing's called. You like, yeah, but, but pull I, it down, I and you know, yeah. You know. Is your family Catholic? Yes. Okay, you know. My, my you last know. name is Cruz. You yes. know about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know about this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I just remember looking and like I just said a prayer. I was like, you know, just let your will be done. Mm-hmm. And then I like sat back and the pre-, pre. I don't even remember what the priest was talking about. But I just was looking at these people, and they were kneeling too, and they're just praying and. You know, I just, and maybe this was a judgment, but I looked at them and I was like, I wonder what their fucking day-to-day is like. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I wonder what they're, how they experience the world. And, you know, maybe this is how they get through is this moment right here. Mm-hmm. And I thought about what I was going to go do. And I just was, I had this, this fucking calm came over me after yeah. I realized that. Like, what you're doing is not that big of a deal, Scott. It's, it's set things in perspective it's not. from You're that. choosing to do yeah. this. Just yeah. let go. And I went and got communion and then... My mind was really settled after that, and mm-hmm. I, you know, got got to the venue early. Joel drove me there, and then Matt was, I remember Matt texted me, and he was like, I'm not going to be able to make it, and I was like, fuck, like, yeah. Matt's not going to be there? Damn it. Yeah. But it was DJ and Trevor that were going to be in my corner, so, yeah, dude, I, the rest of the day was pretty chill. Like, I fell asleep yeah. at the venue, and... um that's good. I feel, I feel like that's the biggest, because you, you can tell because you're not the only one anxious. Because mm-hmm. every, that's how I feel like every like uh, pre-fight, like you can feel the, the tension, the tension like in the in the, in the air, and you can tell it's like it's radiating from like every. But it's not yeah, just it's, yeah. it's not just the fighters. Like all you know, like if you can tell like the coaches and other people are are are, are all tense there unless they're. You know, somehow able to stay relaxed. Yeah, like, no, for yeah. sure. And like, we all have our rituals. So like, yeah. I fell asleep, and then I had I had to get up because <laughs> did there was, did all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's talking. Pochola's talking yeah. about the story about Dan Henderson when he fell yeah. asleep before he fought Bisbee, <laughs> and they had to wake him up. <laughs> Dan, it's time. He's like, Ugh. he's like, the right hand's ready. They're like, Dan, do you want to warm up? He's like, no, that never happened. But that's just what we imagined. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, I do the rules meeting, and then I. Tyler and his like teammates were there and they were kind of talking shit like they were like I heard them off in the corner like oh Tyler's gonna whoop this guy's ass and like I was still kind of obscure like there's people who knew me and knew what I was capable of and there's people who had no idea yeah. who I was and that was fine and I uh, got through the rules meeting and then um, I remember uh, talking to Trevor warming up in the cage just because what I would do is I'd walk around the cage and I would press on the ground because I did, I was always afraid that there would be like a, a dent like a, and when yeah. I was circling I would lose my balance and, and someone would of, clip yeah, me yeah. I was just for whatever reason I was obsessed <laughs> yeah. that I was like I'm gonna circle yeah. step in this fucking gap yeah. and someone's gonna rock my shit and it's not gonna be my fault yeah. it's gonna be the cage's fault so I would yeah. just go around and stomp there was like no imperfections on the canvas I was like it's a pretty good cage mm-hmm. I exited out and then like this is so weird dude like I used to circle the cage like three times yeah <laughs> and do you want me to tell you why i did that no why did you say no you don't want me no, to no, I, said, I was so, like no go on <laughs> i would like i would in, i would envision like that i was 
the shark. I'm like I was great. Like I was a shark. Okay. Shark mentality. Yeah. Like, sh- yeah. Get the prey. Get the slippery seal. So, get the yeah. slippery seal. So yeah. like I'm going around the cage, and just it was like a ritual. I would just do that. It's like okay, when I go in there, when I get through, I'm just gonna be in attack mode. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. It's my will versus this person's will, and that's mm-hmm. what it is. So I did that three times, and then then I didn't have anxiety anymore. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Um, and then just went and chilled, and like I saw a lot of my old teammates from my Muay Thai gym. My one of my old Muay Thai instructors, uh, yeah. Sao Hin, was there. And then like now I'm feeling the pressure because then DJ shows up, and I'm like, fuck, DJ's here. Mm-hmm. Sao Hin is here. You know, Trevor's here. Yeah. Fuck. A lot of people. You, a lot you of look people. Up to. Yeah. This this girl that I was talking to at the time, she showed up, and I was like, "Fuck, okay, and now pressure's on." But <laughs> I took another nap, and then uh, um, <laughs> I was like, just sleeping. I, I couldn't sleep, but then Aaron Martin was like, "Aaron Martin's a guy who trained at out of Brian Johnson." So he's like, "Look, he's like, look at McDonald, asleep like a true veteran." <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah. a vet. He's not yeah. worried about shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then I warmed up. The night was going on. You know, got my hands wrapped, talked to a couple guys that were also Christians that were fighters, and I prayed with them. It was pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. just to have that in common. And then I um, uh, got my hands wrapped by Trevor, and then just started warming up. Trevor was talking to me. DJ was just telling me, like, <laughs> he's so funny. He's like, Scott, now's the time for you to go hard. I've been trying to tell you, don't go hard in the gym. Now's the now, time. Yeah, go Now it's just yeah. hard sparring. Yeah. And, um. I remember when they called my name and walked down the stairs and then like, it's so awkward because it was small venue. I'm trying to remember where it was. It's where Joel fought Billy Walker. Oh, wait, was it where Joel fought Billy Walker? Yeah. Are you sure? Because like, I thought Joel fought Billy Walker in, um, with the, you're talking about the, the second time? Cause, the second time. Because no, because Joel fought him at Arlington and that, that was Axe. I thought, I thought, I thought, yeah, it was fought. in Arlington. Brian Johnson had it in Arlington. Oh, Brian Johnson had it in Arlington? I'm, I'm hundred, I'm pretty sure. At that Arlington indoor soccer stadium? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Let me think. No, no, it doesn't make any sense because no. Brian Johnson's down south and then all your, I'm pretty sure it was like, because usually he has his shows like Clover Point Technical College. Was it there? It was, no, it wasn't, it wasn't there, there, dude. Okay. I know it wasn't there. Okay. But it must have been somewhere down south. Yeah. That, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. yeah, I th- I don't know. But anyway, it's a small venue. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, we can go back and look. I don't know yeah. for sure. But um, wherever we fucking were, it was like when we were loaded. Yeah. When Tyler and I were, we were in this small you guys ass in the space. You see each other. Yeah, like, and I'm yeah, just like, yeah. fuck, just, this yeah. is awkward. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to talk to DJ. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, man, hey DJ, da da da, and yeah. I'm just like, okay. I was like, are you nervous? Like, yeah. Are you rattled because this dude's in my corner? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know who I train with, and then. Came out, you know, entrance music played, got in the cage, and then just What got was your the, entrance music? It was a it was Christian. It was all about God. It was like Lecrae, who's a great Christian rapper, you know. Just because I don't believe anymore doesn't mean I know I don't I don't negate the power of it. Mm-hmm. The power of belief in something greater than yourself. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I just came out. I was ready, you know. Got in the cage, bounced around, and then. And it's go time, man. And I just, it was a smooth fight, man. Just in and out. He's missing me. I'm countering. Like, he, um, he, fuck, yeah. First round, dude. I I was pretty much landing jabs, things at will. And then I was landing low kicks and body kicks. And then he, 
backed up against the cage and I tried to pursue him too quick and he landed this fucking uppercut. Okay. Oh god, it was so hard, but I just ate that shit. I was like, <laughs> like ate it and then threw yeah. a counter left and then dropped him and then just the whole fight was just me all over him, kneeing him, beating up his legs, denying his takedowns, um, third round sprawling, taking his back and then just submitting him. And then second round I had him. <laughs> He had his guard. He had me locked up in guard, and I was like hitting him from my guard, like Fedor esque, and yeah. like grabbing his hands and then moving. Boom, boom. I remember I punched his mouthpiece out. Yeah. And it flew out, and then I stopped and I looked at the ref. I was like, his mouthpiece is out. Yeah. That's how present I was. Yeah. Stopped. I'm like, I'm not gonna knock this guy's fucking teeth out. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to walk around. You know what I'm saying? That's just ridiculous. So mm-hmm. then to put the mouthpiece back on, and some guy in the crowd was like, Did you brush your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you forget your toothbrush? And I was just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And then I yeah. just landed shot after shot after shot and just, you know, I, I think I put him in a space where he hadn't been put before. And yeah. I'd been put, the pressure had been put on me countless times in the gym. Yeah. And so when you're not familiar with like that AMC pressure, like no, no room to breathe. It's just, it's fucking like Gillespie a little bit, except we're doing it from the clinch and we can do it wrestling, but yeah. He just wilted, dude. I felt yeah. him in the third round, like just start he was break. desperate, yeah. and he started throwing hard body shots. But he was tired, so they didn't have as much of an impact. But he was, yeah. boom, boom, hitting me here. One of them got through, and I was like, "Oh, that was hard. I better do something about that." So I just stop hands, mm-hmm. right hand short. He balanced off balance a little bit, and then shot, and then I took his back, and then at that point it was cross face. Yeah, fuck with his nose a little bit, bring up the chin, then. All shit yeah. that you've been trained in. Yes. AMC style, bro. Yeah. And then I remember just being like, wow. It just felt like, you know, mm-hmm. it looked like I was clocking in. Or it felt like I had clocked in and I clocked out and it was just another day. Another yeah. day in the office, really. Yeah. You know, and DJ, in between the rounds, was just saying, dude, you're just, you're beating him. Just keep your hands up. Because I think DJ was worried about this guy's counter rights because it was a little close. I would jab him. Then jab one, two, back out, and he'd throw, and I'd drop my hands. Oh, okay. And they'd just go, it barely would hit yeah. me, dude. But yeah, it was good good shit, good victory. Yeah. Yeah, how were you feeling? Uh, how, how'd you feel about it, like, post-fight? Yeah, it was weird. It was, you know, was I got weird. the belt, yeah. walked out, you know, walked up into my locker room or where the state where they put us my corner and then mm-hmm. i just like put my belt down and it's just kind of like you know everyone was like oh man she looked, oh, why aren't you holding your belt and i'm just like it's yeah. you know it's like this is just another thing really to mm-hmm. me that's how i really that's how i felt i was like this is it I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, that's how I felt. That might be I, the, no, that, that was not, that was my. Per- that's not, that's, I, I said you shouldn't be sorry. I said that's, this is it. Yeah, because what what were you? I guess were you expecting so like a different feeling or? I didn't really like, have any expectations. I just was underwhelmed. I guess like so. How like how was that different than I guess the last win that you had with like, Doug K? Yeah. Um. Uh, that one was. I guess that one I had overcome so much personal adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was ecstatic about that victory. Yeah. But then when I li- fucking get out of the uh, arena and I'm with my friend Kyrell, Kyrell and my cousin Jeremy, and Kyrell yeah. just puts his arm on me and he's like, yeah. "Man, good fight, bro." He's like, "But you know what's crazy is you got to go back to work on Monday." <laughs> yeah. 
also, and yes, this is after your fight with Tyler, right? No, uh, Doug. This, with Doug, yeah. He got That's when it sunk in. Down. That's when the absurdity yeah. sunk in a little bit where you're yeah, like, oh, like, oh, fuck, man, this have, is have, a weird I, transition. Yeah, I have to go back to regular life after this. Yeah. You know, and the, the, the great reward for me is I get to eat what I want now. Yeah. You know, I can kick it a little bit. I can be a little loose. I don't have to follow the regimen. That's what was great. The belt for me was just like, okay. Yeah. You know, well, there's going to be more. Yeah. There's going to be more whatever. You know, this, there's more to life than the beating up people in a cage, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously there's messages of like there's discipline and hard work and perseverance. That's all mm-hmm. present and should be praised when people do that. But I'm like, I really just crushed this guy's dreams. That's how I felt. I didn't feel sorry for him per se because he, you know, he was a worthy opponent. Yeah. I will say he was. He yes. had undefeated record. Yeah. I was two years out of the game. Um, he had a streak. Mm-hmm. Fuck, yeah. I mean, it could have it could have gone the other way yeah. had something gone wrong. So mm-hmm. I no pity there, but I was just like, fuck, like he didn't fight after that either. Yeah, and I could feel that. I felt like, and that was a weird feeling to sit with. Is like I felt like he was just done in the fight, and then mm-hmm. sitting with that, I was like, fuck, dude, is he just not gonna? <laughs> like, that's weird. I mean, the, that's that's what happens though. It does, yeah, yeah. and it, you know, decide, yeah. decide. And for me, I was just. Another day, yeah. there's more to life. I'm not going to walk around. It's an amateur belt. I know Matt, you know, was taught me, had taught me that it's like, well, this mm-hmm. this is just a yeah. part of the journey. Yeah, don't get, is, don't is, start is feeling your yourself too much. Yeah. What could you have done better? Yeah. What do you need to do better? Mm-hmm. Cool, you know? And, uh, yeah, so very workman-like performance for you. For real, bro, yeah. yeah. My brother watched Colin watch it. He's like, yeah, man, I'm going to call you Method Man because you were methodical in there. Mm-hmm. And Brandon said the same thing. It, it felt great to be in there that fight. Mm-hmm. Just when everything, your reactions are good, your pace is good, you don't feel winded, and you're just hitting the mark, you know? Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't frantic. I've been pissed off before fights or in my head about an opponent, and those fights weren't as fun. Yeah. It's like, I gotta kill this motherfucker. And I wasn't thinking that with Tyler. Yeah. I was just like, he's a worthy opponent. He's skilled. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And DJ fucking shouted me out because DJ knew it was a tough fight, too. And he was like, good job, Scott. Like, I'm really proud of you, bro. That felt fucking... Mm-hmm. That's the other... It's like hearing yeah. from that guy that... Because um... it's crazy, man. Our relationship... The relationship I had with him and had with him through martial arts, he's a mentor. Mm-hmm. And he always kept it real with me about the game. He never held back on what it was and his beliefs about it. And, you know, um, for him to say, like, good job, that was a tough opponent. Because mm-hmm. DJ's, if DJ really thought, he knew I could win, but he knew it wasn't going to be easy. And I really mm-hmm. had to, like, perform up yeah. to my ability. Yes. It just felt great to hear that. And, it, you know, Destiny, his wife, she's amazing too. So mm-hmm. she was like, I always hear her in the crowd. And that was funny. Like, <laughs> me! It wasn't like yeah. DJ. I was always hearing Destiny would be like Clinch, knee, and I'm like, she's fucking right, bang, bang, <laughs> bang, and you know it. Yeah. And Matt, you know, Matt was just you know businessman too. He's like, good job, you know. Yeah, man. So even though I fucking just dropped the belt on the ground and was like, there's more to life than this, because that yeah. was my actual statement when my yeah. old coach Brian Jones, Brian Jones, had been like, man, why aren't you celebrating? And I'm like, come on, Jones. Yeah. You know the game, bro. Yeah. You taught, you hit me to the game. Yeah. There's more fights. Yeah, and th- there's more to life. And there's more to life. Yeah, there really is. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So then, so where? So do you? So do you take a break or a little bit of a break? No, you just go back. You go back training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got back to training and just was doing my thing mm-hmm. and just 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who was around at that time. I'm, I'm trying to think what DJ... Because DJ had just beat Benavidez around yeah, that for, time. Yeah, for the title. He had just become yeah. the yeah, flyweight champion, flyweight at, this champion time. At, at that time. So I was rocking yeah. with him. I was training with him and uh, Bibiano. And I was just sticking to it. I Matt had me do a grappling tournament. Okay. Because I was like, what's next? What's next, Matt? What do we do? You know, yeah. he's like... Let's go and do a grappling tournament. I was like, cool. And then, oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. You want me to tell this story? Yeah, go ahead. I remember this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, I end up doing a G sub X. Yes, G sub X. And one of the first ones. Yeah. So, I didn't want to do it alone. I didn't. Did you do it with me? Yes. Yeah, was, you did it. It was you, me, and Ben. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so. And we were on the same here's the thing about Ben. Ben <laughs> had gotten fucked up the night before. Yeah. Like, he was working at uh, Blue, Blue, Mar- yeah, Blue, Blue Martini. Martini. Yeah. He was, was a, a bouncer there, yeah. security, and yeah. he had gotten fucked up because they would just yeah. give him free drinks. And yes. I remember going to his house. Or yeah, because ta- it was Saturday morning, and I remember. But here, remember, Thursday, yeah. Yeah. I said, Ben, I need to help, I need help cutting weight because yeah. I got to weigh in. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, I'll, he's like, I'll help you uh, cut Friday. So, yeah. actually, I was wrong. He got fucked up Thursday night. Okay. And Friday night, I just had a hangover, but he, yeah. me and him went to Neiman Marcus in Bellevue, and we were, like, cutting weight, and yeah. he was like, he was just so hungover, he was like, Scott, I think I'm going to do the tournament. I was like, you think that's a good idea? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to do it. I was that's like, okay. A very, that's a very bad thing to yeah, do. Yeah, he's like, whatever, yes. fuck it. So, yeah. we go to weigh-ins, I made the weight, Ben just, he was really light, so he, like, stepped on the scale, too, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, we show up. And I, I still feel I feel like Ben must have he did something may have gotten fucked up the night before the I think he goddamn because yeah, he seemed to really yeah. so we show up yeah and I'm nervous and just like you know Trevor's there and he's coaching and I fall me and Ben fall into the same bracket yeah and there's only like there's like six competitors yeah because I had three matches yeah and um. Because I was in that bracket too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's just AMC, right? Yeah. And uh, so, we're half the bracket. So I had to piss, and we're at uh, that. Where was that? That was in. Um, it was in Ballard. Ballard. It was yeah. in Ballard. It was, yeah. it was in that like roller skate ring. Roller skate ring. Yeah. And so I go to the bathroom, and then like Ben is just standing there, and they were getting ready to go. And when I come back, Ben is still standing there, and I was like, "All right, man, are we ready? Did they start yet?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm done." Yeah, he. Yeah, I was like, he "What do you mean?" The guy in like he fucking guillotined the guy in like ten, 10 seconds. seconds. Yeah. So then I guess I went. I went up against that guy, and then I think you did you. I rear naked choked him. Did I just like double legged him. Yeah. Because because I, I remember I, I think I went up against that guy too, and I guillotined him in like twenty seconds. Yeah, that guy got submitted yeah. by all of us. <laughs> yeah. And then there was this jujitsu guy who was really good. Yeah, with like yeah, just like short stuff. Oh, I got a like, pass. Yeah, I got a pass. So I only grappled twice because Ben yeah. had to grapple that guy. Yeah, because Ben, because I think I, because I grappled that guy. I think he the bald think, guy. Yeah, the bald guy. I think he subbed me, and I think Ben got a decision or something. Yeah, Ben outworked him, mounted yeah. him, and then yeah. So Ben only had one break because then after that he had to go he against to me like immediately afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "Fuck, dude!" So I grappled Ben, and then I won. Yeah, I didn't rear naked choke him. I just beat him on points, and then I remember going back and telling Matt how it went. He was like, "Uh, maybe you need to do another grappling <laughs> tournament because it was such a shit show." I was yeah. like, "Yeah, 
And how much did it, it cost to register? It was pretty yeah, expensive. Yeah, it was like, it was, yeah. yeah. I, I, I forget, but too much. Yeah, too much. <laughs> and then after that, I just kept training, and then Matt approached me, and he's like, you know, you're ready to go pro. And then, so that would have been April 2000, this was 2014, so, yep, I was set to make my debut April 2014, and I did the grappling tournament three months before that, and so, that was a fucking big deal, dude. Yeah, how was, how was that feeling? When he came up to me and told me that? Yeah. It was huge. I was like, really? He's like, you already do everything you need to do. He's like, it's just gonna be local fights, and again, he's keeping me grounded. It's gonna be local yeah. fights, and don't... He's like, don't get too caught up in it, you know? He's like, we might be thinking about one and mm-hmm. things like that, though. And then he did he did ask me if I wanted to go local or if I wanted to go outside. And I was like, well, let's just... You just look. You yeah. Know? I'm fine with either of it. And then there was supposed to be a tournament at Road FC. He was just going to throw me in, dude. Yeah, in Korea. Yeah, yeah he's going to throw me in that. And he was bringing up my name and mm-hmm. it didn't work out. And... um then I just was like, well, because I felt there there was another opportunity somewhere else that fell through, and then I was sitting there thinking like, damn, this is taking too long, and just because I get I, I I need to fight, yeah, you, you get anxious, and so I was like, yeah. let's just do it local then. He's like, yeah. that's cool. I was like, well, because DJ did. I was thinking about DJ. I was like, DJ went local yeah, before like, he went to the bigger card. Yeah. I was like, I just wanted whatever fucking DJ did, just take me on that. Road. Yeah. Yes. So he matched me. I got matched at the Emerald Queen Casino. Yep. Yeah, man. Wild training camp for that. Yes. And that's when Pat really came through. Pat was yeah. my guy because I had been training with Pat that whole time. Yeah, but I think, yeah, he really took you under. Well, like, yeah, like, dude. He, was, like, he, he pretty much ran your training camp. Yeah, dude, he, yeah, did. he did. He was my strength and conditioning coach. He talked to <laughs> yeah. me about diet. Yeah, but He was I helping think, me balance yeah. life and training. And yeah. We would go to Woodenville and run the track and do yeah. intervals. And, Shout out to Pat. Yeah. Oh, for real, dude. That's my fucking guy. Yeah. And he got me ready and... Man, yeah. I got cut that training camp yes. by uh, guys that were visiting our gym. And they were good training partners, but this guy, his gloves were shitty, and he was actually throwing really hard. And I tried to slip mm-hmm. outside one of his punches, and it just busted my eyelid open. And I remember just being like, fuck, had to go to the emergency room mm-hmm. and get it stitched. And Pat yeah. was talking to me. He's like, well, no, it was that training session. I still had to do more rounds. Yeah. So, like, back up. I was bleeding, and Pat just came over and taped the cut. And he's like, you got to finish your rounds. We'll just put headgear on you. And I was like, fuck. And so then yeah. I then after that, those little sparring sessions did a shark tank. Because, yeah. dude, my training camps were intense. Like, I fucking oh, yeah, two-a-days, yeah. sometimes three-a-days. Yep. Like, I would do conditioning, a circuit with Pat in the morning, and then do the afternoon workout, and then run a fucking hill. Yep. That's- I remember I told Matt what I was doing. He's like, that's just too much. And I just never told him again. But I was running. I was training three times a day, dude. Yeah. For the pro debut. Yeah. You're, three you're, times you're a day. You are training a lot. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that went smooth. And Joel was also, me and Joel were really going heads. Jake uh, Oprolowski. Yeah, I appreciate sure that. I was boxing him, yeah. too. And that's how I fucked my hand up for that camp. So I had a cut. Yeah. And my hand and was fucked broke, up. A broken right, broke, like yeah, right, uh, right hand. Second metacarpal fracture. Mm-hmm. I later found out is what it was. And um, that was from sparring with Jake. Mm-hmm. I remember we were like going and I threw a right hand. And then I just felt this crap, like a pop. And I was like, shit. But I didn't stop the round with him. And 
I just sat there like, oh, there's something wrong. And I couldn't close my hand. Mm-hmm. I was like sitting in church on Sunday and I would just like, I remember I was, I was like, fuck, there's something wrong. But I just, ah, fuck it, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure, figure out that. We'll figure that shit out later. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so you're preparing real hard for, for your Oh, fight. yeah, boxing, boxers, yeah. Yeah. fucking wrestling as much as I could, hard MMA rounds and uh, pretty much overtrained for that fight, but I had the Dan Gable mentality. That's yeah. who I would... I was like, there's no such thing as, as overtraining. overtraining. There's yeah. no such thing as ring rust. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. There is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, it's easy to say that looking looking back Looking now, back, but, yeah. But in the moment, you're like, you, you just thought, oh, I have to just keep going. Just keep well, because going. What, yeah. my opponent was Paul Njoku, and like he was undefeated as a pro mm-hmm. in... Uh, Trevor sat me down. He's like, "When's the last time you fought someone this athletic?" Because he yeah. was fucking, yeah, real he, he was real athletic. Yeah, and I was like, "DJ," and he's like, "Well, take that into consideration." DJ was the last guy that was this athletic. Yeah, and DJ's obviously more athletic than him, but still. Yeah. So I was like, I just we were strategizing, and the thing was to just push his cardio mm-hmm. because he just has fast twitch. So it's like we'll make him just fucking push that yeah. right out, get the lactic acid to build up, and that's from wrestling clinch. Mm-hmm good footwork and just our high pressure style you know mm-hmm. um just throwing the kitchen sink at him so yep that was the game plan so i needed to have a cardio base that would let me do that and yeah that was why i was Which training why you way. were training so mm-hmm. yeah running hills and doing all that okay. running the old hills <laughs> kingsgate hills <laughs> yeah man okay and then so how was so you mentioned you kind of I mean, not really having trouble, but, like, the last weight cut was kind of... Uh, how, how was the weight cut going for this camp? It was better. It was, like, one walking around 148. Yeah. Um, so I was running a lot with later. Pat, like, yeah, so on weekends. Yeah. Like, Sundays mainly. Like, um, sometimes afternoon runs after... Or, sorry, evening runs after Friday mm-hmm. practice. And then... Um, Interval, so my weight was just good because how much I've been running, and I was just on yeah. chicken breast, brown rice, and veggies, you mm-hmm. know, that whole diet. So I was in a good range yeah. after practice. I was, so I was walking around 148 and I was hydrated, and then after practice, I was like 145, 144. So I wasn't worried about yeah, so you, it. Yeah, so you, it was go. It was I didn't have as much muscle one. in yeah. this fight as I did yeah. in the last one, though. Yeah. Because I've been doing a shit ton of cardio. Of cardio, yeah. Because but. I was like, well, I can, I just imagined, I was like, I can stay out of his range, so I don't need to be. As fast twitch as him, I just need to be quicker on the punch and mm-hmm. and then just have more uh, like more endurance yeah, yep. from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so how so how was because I should yeah because I remember so how 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 was making the weight making the weight was fine right because <laughs> for I, me yeah for you for I, me it was yeah. fine it wasn't yeah. fine for Brent not yes I remember because that's. Because he was, he was headlining say. it. Yes, he was headlining, and he had a rough. He almost yeah. He was cutting weight with me, and did, like didn't that, did, it was not the fight that had to become a catch weight, or I can't remember, or did he end up? Yeah, he it he was fucking yeah bad dude. Yeah. Like I remember like his body like it was like about to shut down. Yeah, there. I remember I I made weight clean. Me and Joel <laughs> had a program down, and Joel yeah. was just like, dude, you can't worry about Brent because I was like, fuck, is Brent gonna make weight? He's like, you made weight. Let's just go. Yeah. So he showed up at the venue. <laughs> Paul Njoku pulled up on a motorcycle. I'll never forget. He's like, <laughs> and I was just like, man, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Yeah. But I'd gone on his Facebook before. Yeah. Just because I wanted to get and watch some of his fights, and I was just sitting there like, 
man, he's a good dude. He was like philo- he studied philosophy and political science, and he's mm-hmm. like did a whole lot of work or aid work in Nigeria where he's originally from. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm fighting. I'm like, I'm fighting a good guy. Yeah, still, I'm fighting him. But so yep. pulled up. Uh, Brent was still like, because Brent stepped on the scale there and he wasn't close, so he was running around the Emerald Queen Casino in garbage bags. And I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I stepped on, made weight. Did the stare down. It was cool because it was professional. It was different. It was a little bit more like there's pictures. Yeah. and Yes. I mean, Northwest Spicing had shown up to the Genesis promotion, but it just felt more official. Yeah. Okay. And I remember Matt was just steaming about Brent. He's about like, Brent missing Yeah, because yes. it's like, fuck, dude. Like, yeah. It's unprofessional. Unprofessional. Yeah. And yes. that's not what we do at AMC. We make weight. So. Yeah, man. Made weight. Kicked it with Joel a little bit. Got some food. Mm-hmm. I was just ready to fucking go. Nice. So day so day of the fight, how how's that? Like your hand's still messed up. Why the cut? Yeah. That I had to go oh, to stitch. Right. The stitch. Sorry, we like, missed that. Like how many? Yeah. How many weeks? Four. Like was that? That was like two weeks out. Yeah. And I remember I didn't tell Matt because I was like, it's just gonna. I had to call him though because I was yeah. worried. I was like, I don't know if I can take the fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was tripping. I was like, I don't know if I can take the fight. And I was like, Matt. I called him. I was like, Matt. I got cut. And he was like, shit. He's like, well, let's just see how the week goes, and I went in with it. I was, I got, I got him the stitches taken out. Yeah. And we were just mindful that I had a cut, and I didn't tell him about, I didn't tell him about my hand either, because I just wanted to fight so bad. I was like, fuck, if it gets fucked up, it yeah, gets fucked just, up. Okay. So yeah, I went in there with those injuries. Yeah. And my um, hand was pretty jacked. It felt jacked yeah, up. Yeah. Could you? Could you even like if you could you land a right hand if you wanted to? Yeah. I could have. It but just it's, was. It's messed up. I remember throwing yeah. right hooks and right uppercuts. It was just like my thumb. Every time I made contact with mm-hmm. my knuckles, it just was like my thumb was just like pulsating. I was like, fuck that. Got it. And then, yeah. Oh, so, shout out to Carol's too. He was training me. Yeah. Me for that. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so at the. I guess, so so during. So how, how does the fight go? Um, I came out and I just immediately just stood across from him and I just gauge my range and I just threw a head kick boom, and it just clipped him and I was like okay fuck I'm gonna be able to kick this guy in the head a lot yes. so one two head kick you know a right uh, head kick boom one one two and then just I was moving and he could never really find me so I just pretty much landing one twos high tens I remember I had yeah. got him to circle and he was stuck against the cage and mm-hmm. I just fucking flying knee yes. <laughs> launched it yeah. but he blocked and then I came down into the clinch and was just you know, beat him to the punch, like hit him with a spinning elbow. And I think when I hit him with that, he was like, fuck. Like, and I threw it and I was like, I just threw a spinning elbow. Cause I was like, I'm gonna show out. I was like, yes. it's my pro debut. Yeah. I'm gonna outperform him, you know? Yeah. And I hit him with that. And then he just was retreating the whole time. And I just been working on really fast combos with Pat, not really thinking about him. So just one, two, three, high 10, one, one, two, nine, one, high 10. And, um, all of that, dude, and uh, oh, fuck, I forgot to back up. My last fight, what yeah. helped with the high tens was I was getting morning sessions in yeah. on my last fight against Tyler Thompson with Greg Sage and Michael Wanaka, and Greg was coaching me, so I got to yeah. mention that because yeah. he at that point my kick really, game really helped your high kick. Yeah. yeah, my kick game got it was elevated. I was yeah. landing high kicks at a higher rate from working with Greg in the morning mm-hmm. because I couldn't make it in the evening because I worked. Yeah, because of your work. Yeah. Yep. Or sometimes I would do a two day there, but whatever. Yeah, dude, and. When I fought Najoku, I was just that, and then you hit him with a lot of high kicks. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then I need him, and then our cage work that we worked on. I took him off of the cage, picking his legs out. Really, like 
creative takedowns and then I remember Matt just screaming to me in the corner when we were on the ground. He's like, he's like, Mount, Mount. He's like, you can elbow. I remember when he first got it because I was yeah. like, I fucking can. Yeah. Just eat him up with elbows in the second round. Doom, doom, doom. Just warm out, exhausted him, high pressure, got his neck. Mm-hmm. He tapped. That's it. That's all she wrote. You know. I think it yes. was third round. I think it might have been second. Se- round. I think it was second round. Was second round because it was pretty. Yeah, I was like because. You were there. Watch. Yeah, I was, I was there. I was watching. I was like, oh, I'm impressed he made it through the first one. Yeah, I don't think he's going to Yeah, because you know second. why? It yeah. was because yeah. the game plan worked. So I remember yeah. sitting. he's sitting on the stool, and he's Matt sitting. walks in with the stool. Yeah. And I was like, and he's like, do you want to sit down? He's like, I don't think you need it. And I was like, I don't need it. You're yeah. right. And then he just took it out yeah. and we just stood there. Yeah. And Matt was coaching me. And then I looked at um, Paul, and I was like, yep, you're tired. He's, and I knew yeah. he's done. Now I can pick it up even more but he was coming with some heat yes and um but it just outworked him dude too much it was too much volume was too high nice how, how'd you feel afterwards great because it was in tacoma where i was from and i yes. jumped on the cage and like yes. colin colin yeah. just fucking ran up <laughs> yeah he's like we did it bro yeah it, it, we did it. it was like, like a rocky in tacoma, movie. yeah and there's a bunch of people i went to high school with who were there mm-hmm. and that was cool this girl I grew up with was a, a ring girl, and that was just interesting to see what she was doing with her life. She was, like, modeling and stuff. That was fucking tight. And I'm like, damn, we all grew up. We're doing shit. And my boy Cairo was a cameraman. He was up in the ceiling. He was like, I was watching you in the ceiling, bro. He was like, I was worried, but I knew you had it. I was like, you know I had to put on for Tacoma? Come on, the fuck? Yeah. And I got the mic, and I just shouted out my team and Matt, Pat, Trevor, Joel, you know all my church family and just mm-hmm. represent for Tacoma and fighting in Tacoma was cool. For, you know, for obviously it's not on the world yeah. stage, but it's, it's cool to like yeah. actually be in that town and doing something when I had fucked off points in my life to be doing that. And there's a lot of people who hit me up after that, like messaged me or mm-hmm. like some friends I didn't want to talk to <laughs> that had a misconception. They had a misconception yeah. like that. I was like going to the UFC or something. And I, I yeah. was just like, no, this is my first profile, but they would yeah. be like, Hey man, I need some money. I'm like, Fuck, I only got a thousand dollars. Yeah. What do you mean you need some money? No, but you know, it just shows you yeah. know, the kind of people that surface when it looks like, it's like yeah. Yeah, I saw this money. I yeah. had this guy reach out to me that I hadn't seen or heard from in years and he tried to get me to like it was weird. Hey man, I got this ski <laughs> and my sister it's not pyramid ski. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and because my sister yeah. had been doing her modeling gig and stuff in Hollywood and was like mm-hmm. doing shit on Instagram and like he knew who she was. He's like, Oh, I know you guys are you made it and I'm like no, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Like we're fucking busting. And one, working, we're we're busting our ass yeah. too. Like, what do you mean made it, dude? Yeah. He's like, I know you guys got. It was weird. I shut that conversation down quick. But yeah. on the positive side, it was just like, it was cool, man. It was cool. And um, my cousin was there, and he was um, he showed me because he recorded it, <laughs> and he was like so crazy. He's like. He's like, man, you can't mess. I remember when I'm clinching, Paul, he's like, Scott's good in the clinch. You can't fuck with Scott in the clinch. <laughs> I'm just kneeing him. And then when I take his back, he's like, oh, it's over. Rear naked choke. Because my my cousin, that's the other guy. He had, for almost all of my fights, he had helped me cut weight as an amateur. Mm-hmm. But the last two, he wasn't around. But he was a, a really, you know, inspirational, supportive dude. Like, when I didn't think I should take a fight, he would talk to me. We worked through, and then I'd take the fucking fight, because mm-hmm. he's like, this is what you got to do, bro. But it was a great feeling, man. I loved that win. You know, this was my last fight, but it was it was a good one. It was cool. 
you know, because people, I was telling people, because people were asking me before I got in the cage. Yeah. When I was there, they're like, who are you fighting? And I was like, oh, Paul Njoku. And they're just looking at me. I was like, am I fucking like the cannon fodder? Yeah. I kind of felt like I was, you yeah, know? They, you kind of, they're setting you up for something. Yeah. yeah. But I talked to Ivan before because he, this, this was Ivan's guy. Yeah. He tra- and he was just like, oh yeah, you know, I heard Matt talk about you on the radio for this fight and da 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 because they interviewed Matt about something and I was like mm-hmm. Matt, was fun. Matt was talking about me? Yeah. Sometimes Matt I feel like Matt doesn't even know I exist. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. He's a great coach. But yeah and that that was cool to to hear that and good good vibes all around bro. I had a ton of supporters there a ton of family and friends and fuck you know. Mm-hmm. My mom dad my mom would show up to my fights but like mom dad like my dad's second cousins and and cousins just, just I never just, met. I'm just like, extended oh, it's family, fucking, yeah, that you a whole didn't bunch of extended know. family. Yeah, would would show out. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, so that's that was the experience, bro. But it was my last fight, so okay, yeah. So bittersweet to recollect. You know? Yeah, but you didn't know it at the time. I so, didn't. So know. where? So what happened? What happened afterwards? After after this fight? Uh, just. There's a lot going on, dude. The thing is, like, mm-hmm. if you want to make it, you gotta, you have to have like, your focus has to be on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for me, I have demons I would battle. And so what I wasn't talking about is like in between my fights, there'd be like a lot of drinking and a lot of like not so healthy things I was doing. So a lot uh, of habits. That a lot of habits healthy. and yeah, unhealthy habits. Yeah, I'd staved yeah. them off for the most part, but. Um, so that played a role in it, and then also just like, there's a lot. I since I broke my hand, yes, did you get I was that just checked like, out right now. Yeah, I did, and it was a, it was I found out like I you said a second out, mar- metacarpal out. fracture. Yes, and so I had to get a cast on and then do rehab, and that was a long process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matt was I was still training with fucking cast though, I was still running sprints. Yes, I do remember. Madman. I was like, well, it's Scott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, coming in and doing drills and grappling with one fucking hand. Like, yes. It's just like you can't keep that up. You can't keep that pace up forever. Yeah. Everybody had been trying to tell me that, and it was after the pro debut that I started experiencing the mental fatigue and the physical physical fatigue, physical fatigue, my body breaking down. You're you're redlining yourself. Yep. Like from there, like mentally and physically. Oh yeah, and so I started getting burnt out. I I would go really hard in some training sessions where I had no business going hard, and then like pop separated my shoulder. I I was there for that. Yeah, I remember you were going with Andy at the time. Yes. And honestly, that's when. Because I'd already been dealing with like depression, um, and it, it it was it was, I knew where my career could go. Like I had a lot of conversations with Matt during this time. Yes, and he was really honest with me about like, okay, this is what you do have. This is where you need to improve, and it was all around how I trained. Mm-hmm. And he was really fucking honest with me, and um, didn't get the fucking memo, dude. Didn't get the memo. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know what balance is. I'm an extremist in a lot of senses. I'm just now learning at 30 that why yes. that moderation is important. Yeah. But, and, and why, be, and, and so when I injured my shoulder, I just fell into a, a really negative headspace. And mm-hmm. then I just was thinking about the retail job, which I kind of, for me, had run its course. I, mm-hmm. I didn't leave till much later, but I was just thinking about fighting and I was like, damn, mm-hmm. I need to like go and 
get my I, I always wanted to go back to school yes, that was the other thing yes i always had this like there was always this unfulfilled thing about or i didn't feel like a smart person i didn't feel yeah. like i was intelligent i didn't mm-hmm. feel like i had what it takes to excel academically mm-hmm. but through training martial arts and being disciplined and thinking analytically i learned that you know, I did have those tools yeah. and that I could transition could the tools yeah. from MMA and training under Matt to whatever I fucking wanted. Yeah. Period. As long as I just kept those same principles, minus the, ex- it was always hard to manage the obsessiveness and the extremism, but if I could manage it, I could do just about Yeah, like control it for a little control bit. Control it. Yeah. So I, I made a decision. It. Yeah a couple months after my shoulder was fucked that I was like I'm going back to school mm-hmm. talked with a whole bunch of family and they're like yeah so I got my associates and that's when I just kind of stepped away from fighting I was still training and working with guys but I didn't the desire had gone you know because I had a lot of fucking depression and anxiety yeah. after the injury and was just dealing with that those mental health struggles and I fucking didn't have the drive that I used to when I was competing that doggedness and I know and I know myself Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to put myself in a position when that hasn't been addressed Mm -hmm. because dude I was fucking I had anxiety but I had it managed and I knew how to overcome it Mm -hmm. and how to be successful yeah after the shoulder injury it was consuming and the depression was consuming and it yeah. was a battle every fucking day to get up yeah a battle to like you almost lost you pretty much lost that control and kind of swept oh yeah it was you. just the yeah yeah that's what happened it was fucking dark times and i was mm-hmm. trying to stay positive i was like fuck okay i've had a lot of injuries hand shoulder mm-hmm. just like looking at motivational quotes and fucking like okay mcgregor mm-hmm. had injuries and setbacks Cruz yeah. had injuries and setbacks i can come back but i just yes. didn't life happens life comes in finances yeah. come in reality comes in mm-hmm. and i don't like to dwell too much on like what i could have been it just is like what is i mean well dwelling isn't really going to do anything and then when i got into back. school bro that was the other yeah. thing i was like fuck i have a lot to offer mm-hmm. and i'm really interested in uh certain subjects now yeah. i'm interested in political science philosophy yeah. sociology yeah so other opportunities and, and then my that's where all my energy like, went yeah and it was great dude and it afforded me a lot of really fascinating educational opportunities and experiences that i have no regrets about pursuing mm-hmm. you know but still it uh yeah it's it's humble you have to be real with yourself and yeah. for me i was just like this is it yeah then you know i'm not gonna push past this and um you know i don't think anybody who really cares and loves about me is like fuck. some people talk shit like my old homeboys talk shit like remember one of my homeboys is like oh yeah. you're the biggest waste of talent blah blah blah, blah. and he said that to that's, me and I, and I was just like yeah, that's easy for someone who doesn't have to live it yeah, yeah bro i was like that's easy dude i was like yeah. i mean easy for you to comment on it and not deal with the pressure Especially with like you know like what, who are you to comment on on, on your and life? dj always fucking yeah. told me bro period mm-hmm. never forget this this was his saying he's like yeah. no one's gonna take care of scott but scott no one's going to look out for Scott, but Scott, that's not entirely true, but it's helpful when you're in those rough moments. Cause it's like, yeah. what's best for me right now yeah. is it's not to go yeah. and be in this heavy contact sport. Yeah. It's to go and answer a question that mm-hmm. has been eating at me for a long time. Yeah. And the education and the, the accomplishments there didn't take it away, but in, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, getting the bachelor's and now wanting to go to higher ed and mm-hmm. it's just, it's still, it's the same fucking journey of perseverance, of yeah. focus, and of yeah. self-belief. It's, and it's just a little different now. Or you're still on, on It's not path. like, a, yeah, I'm not writing path. a thesis and some guy's yeah. trying to fucking beat the yeah, shit out of me. Out of but yeah. it's the strain. Yeah. And it's the, it's like the, 
It's the pushing of the boulder up the fucking hill. It's yeah. myth of Sisyphus. It's, you, just, you just keep going. You just keep yeah. going and, you know, you find the meaning in it. You know, there's no meaning, but it's like, I can create my own meaning. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, dude, it it, uh, it was hard to fucking transition for sure. It was just like, yeah. with you, your focus being just MMA. And then, like, here you go. Now you're yeah. in college. Yeah. Well, with any... Well, with any window, mm-hmm. it's like there's there's always you know there's always a period of you know of like of thinking about it, right? Because you don't quite realize that that it's closed until until afterwards. Like yeah, from and, the, like and, from any spot, like you know when you graduate high school, stuff like that, or when like big things happen. Like, and it was you know, really yeah. too. I, I just had I was having training sessions where I, I they were really heavy, and I remember taking some shots, dude, and I remember just being like, "Fuck!" Like. You know, anxiety's always been a part of my life. There's been times of depression, but I'm mm-hmm. like, there was a period where I thought it was getting worse, and I was like, I don't know if having my head compromised is the best thing to to do for your mental to health. do right now for my yeah. mental health. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's real, man. And mm-hmm. uh, it um, but there's choices. You know, it's like a, a mentor of mine likes to say. He's like, the good news is you have choices. The problem is you need to make them. Yes, <laughs> you need to choose. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. It's a hard, like, it's a hard for people to make choices. And this might sound corny, but this is how I really believe fighting w- was a necessary part of my personal evolution. And I don't feel like I chose it. I feel like it chose me. It, mm-hmm. I feel like it really did. Like, mm-hmm. I know that's uh, woo woo a, a little bit, but I mean, a little woo woo, but whatever. It's like that's it, how like, I feel me, though. Me, meaning, like you said, like meaning comes from what you derive of it. And that was that was that. it. It was like it was answering the question because before mm-hmm. I got into MMA. I was scared to death of physical confrontation, mm-hmm. losing control, mm-hmm. um, getting bullied and like all that in uh, martial arts gave me, took some power back from those times I felt yeah. like I didn't fucking have it. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and so now, and it was never about the ego or like, that's mm-hmm. why I can't, this culture of MMA is saturated with bullshit. And for me, mm-hmm. it was so empowering. I was just like, I could never be. Like I can be confident in my skills, but I'm never gonna be that guy that wants to You're not talk be all the this guy shit that's and do appeal that. to the mainstream. Because I didn't get into like it to do that. that. I got yeah. into it because, like I said, there was just times where I, you know, I didn't have the <laughs> solution how to deal with someone who's trying to impose themselves on me or who's yeah. trying to like take some shit from me mm-hmm. or like fuck with me, yeah. you know. And so, mm-hmm. not only did martial arts give me the actual physical tools of like I can. If yeah. you want to go there, give you the mental tools. The to mental so. tools of like, like I said before in the last podcast, I didn't know walking away was a fucking option. Yeah, it was fight or flight mm-hmm. all the time, and that, and that was one of the first lessons. And trauma, that, that you yeah, man, yeah, and it's it. like, yeah, I'm I'm privileged mm-hmm. in the sense that my friends couldn't leave their conflict zones. I could go to my fucking neighborhood where shit wasn't going down like that. My buddies mm-hmm. are like in the fucking. 24-7 fight or flight all yeah. the time it's just yeah. following them everywhere the conflict is their life exactly yeah. and then I'm just like oh, I'm gonna take a bus and go here yeah. fuck oh, well there it goes no, maybe I conflict. can take a couple of you with me yeah. you know come stand out at my house like fucking all you gotta worry about is old ladies looking at you weird and mm-hmm. shit hopefully they don't call the cops racist ass no, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like I knew I could mm-hmm. or martial arts taught me how to walk away yeah. and it was it was empowering mm-hmm. um and the control when you practice, when you're really practicing it, you do gain control over your emotions. Yeah, a better control. Sometimes you need to feel, but like, I I was able to observe more because mm-hmm. I was doing something that was making me really confront myself. There's not a lot of activities that it gave you more mental clarity from there. Yeah, yes. 
because it's it's like you know it's Scott versus Scott or what mm-hmm. Scott what are Scott's limitations mm-hmm. or like what can Scott do? It's you versus you, me versus me, me versus yeah. me. When you come out on top, it's like your self esteem. There's mm-hmm. a boost, and mm-hmm. it's like, or you're just good at it. Yourself. It just feels yeah. good to be fucking good at something, dude. Especially yes. when it's a powerful thing for a person. It gives them like a, it gives a, a greater yeah. sense of being. Yeah, and so no no regrets there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I. I'm glad and I'm content with the role I occupy now in the mm-hmm. sport, which is more like I'm helping people who want to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm tr- trying to share with them like what didn't work for me and what worked for me, not just on a yeah. technical level, but on a mental level too. Yeah. And just be serving as a, which a, is very a guide from there. Yes. And knowing like, Hey, this doesn't last forever. No, um, it's a, it's a short way. And keep honest perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and know that it, like Matt always said, it's like when Matt would say it's about being a better martial artist, what he really meant to me is mm-hmm. that it's what does your life look like? Yes. Like what, what, what does the whole of your life look like? Right. Because your up? life is a fucking art. Yes. You're the, you're it's, the it's, artist. It's, it's the art of life. And you, you yeah, paint and, it. And what, what are you painting or what are, right. you, what, what are you creating? Or for me, oh, with, right. with my education and like my degrees in society, ethics, and human behavior, mm-hmm. how what am I exposing yeah what am i casting light on with mm-hmm. my positions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what like, am i what how, am i discussing utilizing that yeah what yeah. am i discussing what am i mm-hmm. how do i show up and that's you know mm-hmm. that it's it's about character building dude for yeah real and then from that you know from the aspect in terms of like building yourself up you know as, as a person you can look back on you like right out of high school like not being able to do college but then you after you <laughs> yeah. know a, a martial arts like fighting career and then able to able to graduate with a bachelor's and now moving on to that yeah i mean i'm not putting words in your mouth but you don't think that would be possible like out of the gate right without no no yeah. dude because it was too overwhelming and mm-hmm. i didn't have enough capital built person social capital and just mm-hmm. what i mean by capital is my ability yeah and, and mental belief capacity to, to get cap. through the school because yeah. it, it was so rough Mm-hmm. And there was always, I felt like this message being sent like that. I wasn't enough, that mm-hmm. I didn't get something, everybody else got something. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, the first day of community college, it was fuck it. Mm-hmm. And then I got engaged in martial arts, worked, you know, same mental faculties. Like I said, a focus, discipline, perseverance. I built those through fighting. Yeah. Yeah, you built up your mental and it was, capital. And it was, to- yeah. yeah, it was total for me. It was immediate feedback. It was like, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. This mm-hmm. didn't work. Let's figure out how to make it work. Maybe this isn't the. It was very yeah. strategic. My yeah. career was, you know, yeah. when I got better, yeah. I was because you figured out how to get good at something, and then you mm-hmm. use that to do something that at first you thought, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be, good. I'm not good at this, but you realize, oh, you have the capacity to get better at it. Just mm-hmm. like how you at first weren't quite, you know, you didn't, you weren't quite good at martial arts, but you got no. better at it. Yeah, you know, you realize, you realize the similarities in that path practice yeah fucking practice practice mm-hmm. practice and then what goes on in practice you readjust mm-hmm. that is just a it's like a law yeah it's like a, a law of human existence is like you try things if it fails you readjust you look at what works you look at what doesn't and you you just dismiss it's like scientific mm-hmm. you know scientific method mm-hmm. we got this idea we're gonna test it out we're gonna run these tests Okay, what's the conclusion? Did it match our assumptions? Did it match what we thought? Mm-hmm. No. Prove that wrong. Or or even just... Yeah, that's what it is. It's 
embracing that. It's a science to martial arts that applies to your fucking life, you know. Right. And I think ultimately too, like looking at looking at your your career, at least you can say that you know it ended on your own terms. It did, it, yeah. Because I feel a lot of people, one, they don't get that luxury, and also, two, it comes at they do end it but it's not by their choice no like from there yeah. no man because i i knew yeah i knew what i wanted and and i felt like i had got the um the satisfaction mm-hmm. i mean i was no longer looking for that answer i feel like i kind of got it yeah i got it that's good i mean <laughs> like, no 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 because yeah. a lot of like like you said sometimes the hardest thing is making a choice Right, and that's the thing. Some people get to the fork on the road, and they just stay put, and then they go nowhere. Yeah, right from there. Sometimes you have to. It's called analysis paralysis. Exactly, analysis yeah. paralysis affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, from there, and that's why their their growth or their path gets stunted. Mm-hmm. You know, because you people think about. I mean, because it's not just a fork. It's there's an infinite amount of paths really that, that your life can go, and people just don't. I mean, people aren't satisfied like taking one path and they're wondering you know where, where it looks back but you know you get you gain nothing pretty much like you know the mm-hmm. biggest way to gain nothing is by doing nothing like from there sometimes you have to make a choice and you have to be yeah you, you have to be you have to live with that yeah right? yeah and that's the that's the there is no best choice necessarily. no there's the yeah. dilemma that's the dilemma yeah. of existence really that's like the yeah. whole jean paul uh satra you know the one of the he would hate to be categorized as an existentialist but mm-hmm. he had a student who approached him about okay whether he should go fight in world war Two or should he should stay home and yeah. take care of his mother yeah and what he explored with him is like that you have to determine that and you have to think about what are the outcomes of you making that decision exactly that is what in essence existentialism means yeah. as a philosophy it's like yeah. here i am it's not it's none of the secret bullshit like oh if I sit yeah. here I'm gonna be a millionaire yeah. and did it yeah. no it's it, it's about what choices are you gonna make what's in front of you mm-hmm. and and then how do you how do you engage in those choices exactly and by engaging in certain choices you are embracing the consequences yeah you you know but that's the thing I think that's the big thing about embracing the consequences because yeah. a lot of people are afraid of consequences it's just it's just a fact of matter it, but yeah. it's like but the thing is consequences aren't necessarily bad things it's just no. byproducts of actions exactly right? and then yeah. the worst the consequence you can have is nothing right because then that, that's the absence of action which is the absence of living exactly like so I think exactly. whenever people you know ask me about you know stuff on like what to do I always like ask them like are you are you asking me I feel like you're asking yourself this what you want to do and I think in doing so you should look and figure out like mm-hmm. from that what what it is you want to do because that's that ultimately because ultimately you know someone can guide you but it's like what dj said like you know scott like you may not be the only person that can help you but you're ultimately guiding yourself like there mm-hmm. so you're the one in the most power of guiding yourself and mm-hmm. i think that's and i think that's a thing. i mean we're all ultimately responsible for guiding ourselves and that's and and that's at the end of the day you have to live with your consequences you know you have to yeah. live with your actions it's yeah just, exactly and, yeah. yeah and there's no there's gonna be for me and most people I hope they get to this point it's like there's no divine force that is gonna come down and tell you and if you accept that if you accept like what that the best premise, choices if yeah. you accept that premise yeah 
then you're going to have a lot of difficulty and you're going to be stuck in the cycle of anxiety that comes with choice mm-hmm. and with the freedom yeah, the to choose paralysis, paralysis you know, yeah and that's everybody yeah it yeah. doesn't but it's it's also there's two sayings that i like to say and they contradict each other it's like you know the okay, um, what's up? prayer of saint francis assisi's is uh lord grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference okay and angela davis former black panther says in shorter term she says i can no longer um accept things i cannot change i must change the things i cannot accept Mm, okay the first one is about personal responsibility and the existentialist dilemma of choices Mm -hmm. the second one is about your responsibility as a human beings to other human beings Mm. and that's what was cultivated for me also through martial arts is mm-hmm. a team being a part of a team helping people overcome adversity being there for them being present um and although those two and that's jean paul again that was mm-hmm. his dilemma is he was a he explored marxist marxism okay which is very heavy on the social analysis and what shapes our ideals and our beliefs and, and what changes and, history yeah and, and, and culture mater- and stuff like that. culture it's material yeah. forces right yes and it's how those change through class struggle. That's what mm-hmm. moves history. And that thesis has been challenged quite often, right? Yes. But but it was just something he was exploring. But then you see where yeah. the contradiction is. You have yeah. that analysis and then you have the well, individual human choice mm-hmm. and the individual being responsible for their choices. Mm-hmm. And I don't – I've thought about it a lot obviously and it's like, mm-hmm. well, it is about your choices. You have to make them. But it's also about holding accountable the choices that are put – before you by bigger mm-hmm. forces yes by outside by, by outside forces outside, and for me forces, it's like yeah. yes i do fucking have to accept mm-hmm. that which i cannot change and i do need the wisdom to know the the difference but i also need to know what i won't accept from myself mm-hmm. and from others mm-hmm. right like, yeah and i think that's the thing i i don't think necessarily they're kind of contradicting it's almost like it's like a spectrum it is like yeah from there it's almost like it's so far on the other side it's it's like looking back at it yeah like, from there but yeah, I think that's that that that's a very important matter because it goes. It's almost like um, <laughs> it's almost like that uh, that that theory that theory of rel- relativity. You know how how they're trying to connect. You know things that like you know individual versus that. But uh, it's it's a big problem. It's like it sounds simple when you well, say philosophically. It, and it's like, yeah. Now we're encountering yeah. it. it's like moral yeah. relativism. Like mm-hmm. there's certain people that cast that out there because it's easy it's like well that person is responsible for what they do and mm-hmm. you know that's just okay let's mm-hmm. not have a moral judgment or value judgment that's just that person's responsible for their mm-hmm. outlet in life and that can be actually flipped on its fucking head it's like okay well if i'm responsible what happens if i start reacting to your oppression right yeah from, do you from really that. want me to accept your moral relativism then but yeah. no dude it i'm glad i'm glad i landed where i did and um martial arts needs to be a part of my life dude period like yeah. For me and for helping other people, you know, it has to be. There's... Yeah. So, I think now, I, I mean, in terms of in terms of what you're doing, like with with martial arts, I mean, along with you know helping people at the gym, you know, this podcast. I think what I think I think the main thing that. Uh, that that you do is like I think it's like influencing people and I guess like showcasing uh, I mean we're just showcasing the mind work of of how I mean particularly martial artists think mm-hmm. like from there and the what 
I like because you know people because people only see us you know as as finished products or you know would they see like what we are now mm-hmm. but, they're, they're, but they're not quite sure you know or they they don't know like what what it took to get there yeah like you know and i think and i think that's a that, yeah. yeah that that that's a big thing and i feel you know with this you know with this project and we've learned a lot of people that we did know right you know we or people that we knew already but then we gained a bigger uh, understanding into 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 the way that they are yeah like from there because you just because un- understanding like a person's story and what what influences their actions yeah the multiple ways of yeah. being yeah you know another guy dropped a um gem on me he was like his uh, therapist told him this she's like you know you can very easily go from a human being to a human doing mm. okay just always doing something always in an activity and you're absolutely right like mm. in terms of like a psychological understanding and what's like underneath that and what makes people operate it's really what they do when you look at what they do you can in some ways then you can understand who they are like what is their existence but you don't get the full depth of who a person is if you just watch what they do you yes. get just a window yes just a window it's a, pretty, it's does a small activity. window really of exactly yeah. and you're like oh, okay well that person's a fighter so i have yeah. x y and z assumptions about them and mm-hmm. you know there's often i still think it's in the cultures it's just like there's some fucking meatheads in fighting but there's also yeah. some really I mean, we just talked about dj dillashaw yeah yeah there's some yeah. also some really thoughtful people mm-hmm. that reflect and are also active in other spheres you know mm-hmm. and that's yeah, it's about knowing we have a lot in common, you know? Like, I remember Matt said when I came back, like, last week he said this. He's like, you know, this, because I talked to him about mental health, and he said this is more about mental health than physical, mm-hmm. the activities we're partaking. And he's like, you'll find a lot of people who have a lot in common with you. No, it's um, it, no, it's very true, but I think it's the same thing. I mean, I said this before, but, yeah. like, you know, the more personal you think a problem is, the more universal it really And if we is, can yeah. fucking get there on a broader scale, we'll mm-hmm. see massive shifts, because oh, that's... Yeah. We have, dude. I have worries about that with technology and the things that alienate us even yeah, more than we were previously. Exactly. Yeah. Technology is essentially uh, is supposed, to, you know, get under the guise of bridging people. It really is just alienating and isolating more people. And and that's from there. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I learned from as we're talking on this podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's like, how else but, yeah. are we supposed to get yeah. the message out? Can yes. me and you? Yeah. Could we? Is this like? Oh. Is this Rome where we can yeah. go to where the philosoph- the philosophers would step into a crowd of yeah, other like philosophers yeah. and then ma- yeah. and then make a claim? Mm-hmm. We could do that. We can certainly go out in the street with a megaphone right now and yeah. do that. But yeah, we're we're not gonna impact. We're, no, we're gonna, like, <laughs> get, like, get, out get out of the street. Going to McDonald's. <laughs> I can't give my Big Mac two for five with these assholes. Right. So yeah. it's always like there's always a flux. It's like well. It's that, you know, it's what you use it, you know? Like, what do you, what do, you do with it? What are we doing with this yeah. tool right now? It's yeah. like... exactly. Yeah, philosophy, mm-hmm. philo- philosophical discussions and inquiry. It's like, mm-hmm. we've really turned that into, like, looking at the self and... No, it really is. Which is what it is. It's like, Socrates' yeah. journey was about what's the good life. It was also about testing and measuring other people's knowledge and, mm-hmm. you know, making... The, those who seemed like they knew foolish because then at the, in the end what do we really know and yeah that all, all you can know is that there is more to know there is more to know and yeah. honestly that is um what i again another thing i pull from mma is it's like well i never would have fucking thought that the first day i stepped into that movie tai gym that i would have ended up i would have had this fucking trajectory there's right? no way like, if i would have been like you know i 
I knew when it I knew when I it stopped for me in terms of competition, but there's still more to the journey. There's I mean, still more experiences to have. There's yeah, still, there's still, there's still like, yeah. They're, they're, it's not over. It's just I'm doing, I've shifted a role. I'm in a different role now. Yes. Right. There's still more people to meet. There's still exactly. people to help reach their goals, experiences mm-hmm. to have. And so, um, yeah, fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's... Yeah, it's it's very multi-tiered. It's not just one. It's just not just like one thing that you're doing. Right. And it's yeah, that that human being versus human doing. That's a that that's a. Because our society and our economic framework, people which ask is, like, what you're doing? You know, what are you doing? As in, and that yeah. that's the yeah. first thing, and then it's like, yeah. well, that's who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or what you have, what, what you, you possess, yeah, what, what you do what, is who you are. That guy's successful. Like this guy is not. And it's on yeah. an economic pendulum always. And mm-hmm. we don't talk about it enough. We're like, <laughs> it's that, that yeah. fucking binary. It's very easy to go. Who's and in the back of your mind, subconsciously, you have now made a determination that that person's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then that person is not based on, you know, and it, it takes a grounding. We do have it in our society, like, okay, what just makes a person good? Mm-hmm. What makes a person wholesome, right? Yeah. Those things should be cherished, and that's, and, and those sh- things should be uplifted. But far too often, it's, it's how do people assert their power? How do they maintain it? Right? Right. So that's what I, I always think about that shit. I'm like, okay, like, I like the fact that in terms of how I exist, people have said to me, when I tell them I'm a fighter, they're surprised because my attitude is not as doesn't match the assumption. Yeah, pe- people say that all all, all the time. In and certain like, spheres, though, I'm very yeah. passionate and articulate, yeah. and I, I we can get into it on a, mm-hmm. about certain philosophies or ways of being or mm-hmm. society. Like we can do that. I won't be mad at you, but then it mm-hmm. comes out in that way, um, and maybe that's when it's like, oh, okay, he has passion and drive. I can see it, but mm-hmm. being calm and peaceful and you know. In line with yeah. that, because if you look at the average UFC the, or the uh, how the UFC promotes certain athletes, it's like yeah. fuck. Are those values being upheld at all? Like, no, mm-hmm. it's really not. <laughs> it's like who can talk the most shit, who can uh, dominate them, and it is about domination. But yeah. it's like who can just be as I want to say uncouth, uncivil as possible. Like, well, they they're what they're trying to do is they're they're trying to get the person or they're they're. It's not. It's not a search for the biggest martial artist. It's a search for someone with the most clout. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for it's a search for someone with the most that can get the most eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it's 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 this. We're living in the celebrity era. Yeah, that's, that, that's what it is. So they, how they could Demetrius mix. Johnson ever make it in a business like that? He wouldn't, as a person, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what yeah. is unsettling to me. Is it's like, um, yeah. You know, and that's why I hope like Rose Nami Yunez, she's another person who I think is really like mm-hmm. not into that shit. Mm-hmm. I hope she lasts, and I hope that there is a shift. In yeah, we well, know which is interesting because she she easily could, like from yeah, there. and that that's an interesting case study, especially in the terms of uh, one being a woman, and also, um, I guess the yeah like. On top of that, also you know, like cutting her hair, all 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 that sense of like going against what standard society exactly, you know, oh norms of you know how, of norm norms of beauty and other things. Yeah, but, and and I want to see a you know a shift in the culture. It's just like you know we have very pragmatic pragmatic responses to the way people act in our society mm-hmm. because if it generates income. If it generates it's income, it's, it's self-evident. Yeah. 
oh, but he's getting paid. That's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. That's why he's a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. That's why he had to do that. Or my favorite saying, it's just business. Mm-hmm. We, I don't want to unpack that on this show, but it's yeah. just business. That's just mm-hmm. how it is. You see what Khabib's response to was to it's just business to mm-hmm. Conor McGregor because mm-hmm. he took it to a whole other place. He should, probably shouldn't have taken it if he mm-hmm. was thinking more. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, it, it, it'll consume and swallow and, you know, that the, the profit margin mm-hmm. rules all. The commodity is fucking king. So it's like, well, it'll always push itself. Even on even if Khabib is like, okay, Khabib is representing where he's from and we yeah. don't have to agree with everything about their culture, but he mm-hmm. said certain things. Yeah. Connor said some certain things that were offensive, and yeah. but then how can we capitalize on Khabib being this good guy? <laughs> no, exactly, because it's like oh, now it's just shift. It's it's business. Yeah, it's but the, it's it's the way the business. It's the way. The but the market, goes. the consuming yeah. that those individuals mm-hmm. is far. Le- I would argue is far less than mm-hmm. these are just my positions than like what McGregor does or like even Gre- even Greg Hardy, bro. Mm-hmm. Fuck business, man. Bi- it's business, it's man. Business. I don't care what he did. Yeah. People no, are gonna man. watch because no, they either want to see him get his ass kicked because he's want, a bad guy. They want guy. to get a second chance, yeah, so they can get a first chance to exactly. get, get his money. That's, exactly. That's why they 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 knew. Yeah, it's like it's it's a ploy. But um, now we kind of getting away from the topic. But yeah, but back yeah. to uh, yeah, you. I mean, yeah, Scott just shows you know you're as a martial artist. You're you're you you're not done. It's like no. just because you're competitive, you know, just because you're competitive career. I mean, that's such a sh- small window. It is, of yeah, like, of of what it is. And I think you know, for everyone that's you know wanting to compete or you know thinking about being a martial artist, you know, there is it's there's more life than just fighting. It's, right, it's, and, it's just and, how it is. Fighting is a small part of your life. Sorry, you're gonna say no. It is. Yeah. It's a very small part, and it's yeah. also like. I did it because I, I wanted to get to a truth about myself. Just mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Just one aspect yeah. of that. Yeah. That's it. That's all I wanted. And I felt yeah. like, you know, once once I hit that wall and I sat and, reflect and reflected and there's some beauty also in just, like, I think James, I know, not think, I know James Yang has a beautiful philosophy about why he practices the way he practices mm-hmm. because he wants, he wants to know, he wants to take the martial arts journey mm-hmm. for him to what the highest level would be in terms of competition because for him that answers an important question about his martial arts skill mm-hmm. and things like that and i think it's a very pure view on the competition side yeah right and uh, I, I would hope most people would follow in his footsteps in terms of that outlook but if you're just getting in there to it's a hard way to get paid it's for a, sure no, no, yeah, and glory a- fades any glory fades any glory you know? fades you know, you know think know. about how many one hit wonders that are in music. Oh, I mean, yeah. think about how many, you know, how many artists do you really know? Like you can in and, and like, give it a shot. Yeah. Fuck, I did. Yeah, give it a shot. No, but, no, but that's no, but that's the thing. But it's got, but it's got to come from your heart. I mean, as lame as that fucking sounds. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like if you don't have it, if it's not, if it's not, if you're not all about it, <laughs> then it's it's gonna chew. It's it's not gonna be right for you. Right like, from there. Yeah. But yeah, and I think it's um, yeah, and it was. Uh, I mean, I had the good fortune of you know being around when uh, when you were uh, when you were competing. It was great to see that. It's good to see you on the journey that you are now. It's good to see you know other martial artists on, on that journey. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like a I mean, thing, things change. I mean, thing th- things happen. But at the end of the day, like you know, it can't take away from the fact of what you did and what what you accomplished. Yeah, you know, from, from there. 
Yep. And I think uh, I, th- I think I think that's pretty good. I think we can stop there. Yeah. 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 We'll save other content yeah. for other podcasts, man. But no, thanks for having me on. It's uh, yeah. I like to look back on this and. It's good to look back on the journey, bro. Mm-hmm. And there's still more roads to be traveled. Exactly. That, because that, I'm that coming back and making my day <laughs> second up here. This has all been a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Fuck all the thinking. I'm just going to go in and get as much money as possible. Cash, 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 cash. Colby Covington, you piece of shit. You piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. You dirty animal. Fuck Mega. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be like, uh, everyone be like Colby Covington. You can get paid. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, uh, man. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Oh, no, thank, thank you. And thank you, listeners. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone donated a Patreon yet? <laughs> no, but you could be. <laughs> it could be you. It could, yes, you. You want to be the first donor? Do <laughs> you. We, do we still I, have t-shirts? Uh, we do still have t-shirts if you want t-shirts. If you donate. Philosophy t-shirts. If you donate and you've made it this far in the podcast. Yeah, if you donate, we'll give you a free t-shirt. A free t-shirt. Yep, we that's just right. Need, yep. If, even if it's $5, just yep. fucking let us yep. know. Five, yeah, let us know. Like, are you listening? Is anyone is listening? That, is <laughs> anyone out there? Is it you, Mom? In this hollow, <laughs> meaningless universe? <laughs> yeah. We, we, we're, yeah, yeah we're, just, man. we're just like the NASA scientists sending yeah. out this thing. Is, is, there, is there anyone? Is there, <laughs> send out the rover? Is, yeah, is, is, is there anyone? Yeah. Yeah, but... But, you know, www.patreon.com slash pancreation. And please uh, tune in next week. We have a very interesting guest coming on. Um, We're preparing for it. Yeah. And uh, we definitely want you guys to tune in for that. So if you don't donate off of this one, um, the next one, please. Exactly. I mean, it's a warrior from another. A warrior from from another sport. Popularized sport. sport, And we're really trying to broaden our content here. So we just Mm -hmm. need, we just ask for all the support we can get. So. Yep. And it. Everything matters, you know, and any small thing matters. Yeah. You matter. Because you matter <laughs> yeah. too, because we're not yeah. going to stop. We're going to keep yeah. going. Gonna and keep on going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Consider, consider donating. Yeah. Uh, share. I mean, share share the link. I and if you've been on the other thing, if you've been on the podcast, just share it yeah. with your friends. Just exactly. Yeah. With your friends, no shame. your family. I mean, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be ashamed. It's your story. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and your, your story is beautiful. It's a part of you. Mm-hmm. It's a part of your life. And, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, that, that should be shared. You shouldn't be, no one, no one should be ashamed nope. of, of where they come from. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Yeah, that's been deep. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>